We are live. It's the 94th Academy Awards this Sunday, March 27th at 7 o'clock from the Dolby Theater in Hollywood. But for the time, we're in the Douglas Fairbanks Center of Performing Arts. All right. So, of course, I'm back from UCLA Medical Center. Scott, yesterday while I was out here in this beautiful weather, we're having about 70, 72 right now in California. Uh, so yes, the, it's nice and balmy. Yes. So Glenn's caught up in traffic. He'll be joining us here shortly. Called me up earlier, said, hey, I'm running a little late to the uh, to the center. Um, and he'll be here shortly. And we're also going to be joined by another special guest later in the program. We're less than 48 hours away from now to the 94th Academy Awards, Scott. And the, the subject matter today is why do people love to hate the Academy Awards? Yeah, I, I know why you bring that up. There was a celebrity uh last week talk ragging on the Oscars and talking about how winning the Oscars doesn't matter, but then completely is completely upset that they weren't nominated in the past. So obviously they they were contradicting themselves. They're just trying to get attention because everyone likes the Oscars. It it's uh kind of like people that say that they hate the Yankees. They don't actually hate the Yankees. The Yankees are the best, and they know it. Same thing as the Oscars. The Oscars are the best, and so that's who you're going to rag on. You're not going to necessarily go to some independent filmmaker who's only had like 5,000 views. You're not going to rag on that guy. You're going to go after the best. Absolutely. Yeah, me, I mean, for me, as I've gotten older, um, I've gotten a little bit away from like, I know you're a big fan of all the movies that are nominated each year. Correct. And of course, you got some big news from last week to this week. You want to yeah. share? Yeah, I was able to see the three uh, movies I hadn't seen yet. So I've seen all three of those. Yeah. So uh, I, I just want to give you a sentence or two about each one. I saw a box ballet. That's that's another animated short. It's 15 minutes long, and uh, it's actually my second favorite in that category, uh, behind Robin Robin. It's uh, cute. It's about a boxer falling in love with a um, ballet girl. The other one I saw is uh, an animated uh, short documentary. When we were when we were bullies, uh, that that was okay. I'm not sure why it would have, why it's nominated. And the other one is I saw the last documentary. This one is called Writing with Fire. It's it's an Indian movie, and it, it's a little hard to follow. Uh, I I I think the reason is I don't think they inputted the uh, the text correctly for the um, subtitles, so it's a little hard to follow just because it didn't seem like the text was following the the, the lips. But that's not necessarily a dig on the movie; it's just a dig on whoever uh, did the editing after the fact. Like an old Japanese film, you know, yeah. and Bruce Lee would be like, "Hey." I, you know, and then like the, yeah, the words ain't matching up with the lips. Correct. Yeah. Top three best picture, right? We talked about this a little bit earlier. So if you have to narrow it down to your top three movies out of the 10, what's it going to be? I think it's going to come down to Belfast, Coda, or The Power of the Dog. Remember uh, last week I was telling you that I I think, uh, because some people were talking about uh, Will Smith and possibly King Richard both getting, there's no way uh, Will Smith is getting both of those. So I'm I'm thinking I'm leaning towards uh, Will Smith for best actor and knocking um, Andrew Garfield out of that, and mm. 
And since I'm putting, and since I think Will Smith will be a good fit for best actor, I don't think King Richard will get uh, best, best picture at all. But I think it will come down to the three that we just mentioned: Belfast, Coda, or The Power of the Dog. So I'm going out on a limb. The Power of the Dog is the movie I'm going with as best picture for the 94th Academy Awards. I just, I feel like because of all the nominees and all the categories, it feels like, and like I stated last week, it feels like that movie's just popping up in every category. And it's funny, some movies seem to be the exact opposite of each other. So you get Dune, which I don't see that win Best Picture at all, but it is nominated for over uh, 10 categories, and it might run away with like six or seven of those. And then on the opposite end, you have Coda, which is only nominated for three movies, and it has a better opportunity of getting best picture. Or three categories, right? Or three categories, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it has a better opportunity of uh, winning those three categories. Because, like I said, uh, I think Troy Kotzer is going to get best supporting actor, and, and there's a good possibility that Coda might get best picture. Hmm, okay. So I know you said you still don't want to make any bold predictions just yet. Correct. The only one I'm giving you is best supporting actor. The other ones I'm holding close to my chest. That's right, yeah. And you mentioned that last week, right? We talked yeah. about that, so... Yeah, so pretty exciting about that. We're less than 48 hours away. Yeah. The Dolby Theater here in Hollywood, California. Yeah. We're here live in the Douglas Fairbanks uh, Center of Performing Arts. And I've just been told that Glenn is here. He's in the building. Yeah. So he'll be joining us shortly. That sounds good. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. This is Scotty P. from Hollywood, Missouri, and you are listening to Radioactive Real Talk Radio. is over. This is Radioactive Real Talk Radio with John and Glenn Goodman. Well, there's a little bit of that that's not true. Glenn's not here yet. He is kind of in the building, but he's getting his stuff dropped off. So we got a few more minutes before he pops in here and and tags into the program. But first, let's talk about, once we were talking about earlier, Scott, the reason people love to hate the Academy Awards. And I was going to say earlier that... Uh, I've gotten somewhat away from watching a lot of what goes on in the Academy Awards, you know. Um, still love it. Still love film. Sometimes the films I watch yearly are not ones that are nominated. One thing I am excited about, and I mentioned this last week, was um, Hans Zimmer. You know, he's a great yeah. composer. Love Hans Zimmer. His early work in Rain Man and um, Gladiator. I mean, he's just done a lot of great uh, great music. Um, you know, I've, I've watched his concerts live on TV, so I'm really pulling that Hans Zimmer wins an Academy Award. Yeah. I don't know without looking at his filmography if he's even won. I know he's been nominated in the past. I, I'm pretty sure he hasn't won one yet. Right, so I think it's time, man. It's like it's his due, man. He's been doing, com you know, he's been composing music and film for over 30 years, you know, so. Uh, but anyway, you were wanting to talk about um, the ratings of the yeah. Academy Awards over the years. Yeah, so uh, with the Oscars, it, it kept up building and building until you got. What's that? Oh, Glenn's here? Okay. Glenn, Glenn will be here shortly. Go okay. ahead. So uh, it kept building and building until you get to a uh, 1998 because uh, Titanic came out in 97 and everyone tuned in to watch that. And so uh, that gets us to 2000, the year 2000. Uh, the Oscars, they had 46 million watching that year. And it's been slowly going down until 2009 when they had 29 million. And then last or two years ago in 2020, they had 23 million. And last year uh, down to just 9 million. They, wow. Yeah, I know. They, they've lost uh, close to 80% of the viewers, and I, I think it's going to be even less than $9 million again this year. It was, Wow. Yeah, it just keeps going down and down. And so, something on the bright side, I know I only gave you uh, last week, I only gave you one. I'm actually going to give you another prediction right now. Oh, nice. All right. Best actor, I'm saying Will Smith. 
Really? Yes. Wow. Kudos. Yeah, is that good? It, it, it's his time. Nice. And it's not even his best acting performance. I would say it's his uh, third best behind uh, The Pursuit of Happiness. And that was I, good. I forgot what the other one was. but Was it Ali? Right? He did Ali? Yes, that's it. Ali, yeah. I was going to say he did that one too, so that was pretty good. So, All right. We're told Glenn is here. All right. Glenn's getting in here. Hey, there he is. Cool. All right. Glenn's coming in. Be locked in here in a minute. Well, Glenn, while uh, you're getting your mic and stuff set up, I just wanted to say this person was a guest on our first season, a guest on our second season. Who? And is a huge sponsor of the show. It is our favorite because it's our only. Glenn, take a look. It's our sister, Rachel. Whoa! Yeah. Yeah. Hey! Rachel, welcome. Looking good, man. <laughs> so, Rachel, welcome to the show. Thanks. You're back. This is probably like your eighth or ninth time on our show, which is like sure a record, right? I know you're, you know, you're a fan of movies. You watch them too, that, right? That, that, but, that's almost more than our regular employees. <laughs> Yeah, but I got a bone to pick because, like, I'm like a sponsor of this show. You are, and that's and, why we've got you here. And I'm it's not looking a chicken ar- bone, is it? I'm looking and, around and I'm seeing like the host here having these radio, real talk radio t-shirts, t-shirts on, right? And as a yeah. sponsor, you know, you have like the Royal Stump removal shirts, but yet I yeah. don't have one. She don't have one, so we're you gonna have to talk to our. Uh, you got to talk to our merchandising person for that. That would be our president. Well, he might be somewhere. I'm gonna have to get on him about that. Gonna have to jump on his keister. So I know you probably haven't kept up with the movie stuff, but um, no, I do much. use my I do use my cup every night. Well, good. I'm glad. My Halloween cup. I'm glad. I've got that boxed up. I, I only save it for special occasions. Oh, I use mine every night. Yeah, I just got that's my, my ice water. That's, a, that's my ice water every night that's on the headboard of my bed. I see uh. where the love is. <laughs> every night. I just don't want it to get ruined too fast. I'm oh, save it. You know, okay. Savor the come, flavor. Way to come back at that one. <laughs> every, hey. night, every night it gets fresh ice and fresh water on the headboard of my bed every night. All right, so I'm kind of like a music guy. Got to have certain things in his dressing room. I got to have my water on my bed in my Halloween cup every night. That's good. That's good. <laughs> All right, we're going to do a quick rapid fire, Rachel. We're going to give oh, you some names, goodness. and you're just going to give us oh, a prediction. Oh, I don't know. So, Scott, because you are our guest of honor tonight, go ahead and ring off best actor, the five nominees, and then Rachel, you're gonna you're just going to give us a pick on what you think. Okay, there's uh, Javier Bardem being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch. The Power of the Dog, Andrew Garfield, Tick, Tick, Boom, Will Smith, King Richard, Denzel Washington, The Tragedy of Macbeth. I would have to say Denzel Washington. Oh, she's going with Denzel. Yes. And I was telling them earlier, so Will Smith and Denzel are going head-to-head for the first time in 20 years in the same category, and Denzel won 20 years ago. But I will tell ago. you. They I don't even be, should belong in the same class. I did watch. Nobody's better than Denzel. <laughs> right, that is weird. Especially Will Smith. <laughs> I have watched the, the Ricardo, like the show. I did watch that. The movie? Yes, I did. Hi, How was that? Ricky! I thought it was pretty good. You don't know for sure on the backside if that's really the true story of their life, but I thought it was actually a pretty interesting show. I also watched uh, the one with, uh, what was the name with the... Andrew Garfield, Tick, Tick, Boom. No. Power of the Dog. No, I can't remember. King Richard. No, I can't. I'll have to think about it. I'll have to come back to that. Okay, so let's go ahead and go uh, Best Actress. Okay, so you got Jessica Chastain with the eyes of Tammy Faye. Great performance. Olivia Coleman, The Lost Daughter. Penelope Cruz, Parallel Mothers, a great uh, Spanish film. Uh, Nicole Kidman, Being the Cardos. <laughs> Kristen Stewart with Spencer. Well, Spencer, I did 
watched for about an hour and oh, you did? I could not get into it. I thought it was a terrible, terrible movie. I'm not a fan of her yeah, acting, it, 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 acting at all. It, it's just a, it's just a woman crying for two hours, just kind of like the. Lost oh, you did daughter. mention that earlier, yeah. yeah. Yes, it's a terrible. I, I couldn't get past, and it's funny. I went to the doctor today, and she, my doctor was going to go home and watch that tonight. And I said, well, I got into about an hour of it, and I just had to turn it off. I said, it moved too slow for me. Uh, I said, I don't think that was really Princess Diana's personality. I agree. Oh, that's um, when she... I, I think they made a lot... I'm sure they made a lot of that up. I think they did. Um, you know, there's a scene where she's driving out in the woods, and she runs out into the field, and the yeah. big... And, I'm and, like, that's and, just... And she steals her dad's coat yes, from a scarecrow. Yes, that's just not, oh, you wow. know. Um, so... I didn't like Nicole Kidman and the Ricardos. I didn't like that at all either. Um, and I can't really tell you on the other ones because I have yeah. not seen any. But if I was going to do a prediction, I would do Penelope Cruz. Just okay. Yeah. I never liked Nicole Kidman anyway. I'm getting ready. I was trying to think. It was Selma Hayek is who I'm thinking of. It was in from uh, um, what's the one with uh, George Clooney, the vampire. Yeah. From Dust Till Dawn. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, That's the yeah, whole yeah, sexy yeah. dance thing. That's who I'm yeah. going with, but I really do, like in my heart of hearts, probably think Kristen Stewart will probably get it because of it is Princess Diana. Hmm. Interesting. All right. So I'm just going to scroll down here. I'm going to have you, uh, let's see here. I'm just kind of going down the list here. Uh, do you watch cartoons at all? No. Okay. Nope. I think they still need to see the one I saw. I quit watching cartoons when I was like seven. Do you like special effects movies? Yes, I do. Why why don't we read those off to her? All right. Yeah, go for that. I'm trying to figure out what page it's on. uh, You got Dune, Free Guy, No Time to Die, Shang-Chi, and The Legend of the Ten Rings, and then Spider-Man No Way Home. I would have to go with Spider-Man No Way Home. I I hear a lot of people picking that movie, and this is going to, if it does win special effects, it's going to be the first time since uh, Spider-Man 2 which I think was back in 04, that that's one special effects for Marvel. Marvel doesn't really win this category, even though Marvel has all these special effects movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think, too, like, since movies are just now coming back to play. Yeah, in the mean, theaters in and stuff, theaters, yeah. like, there's so many movies that people haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Like, you've ran through that list, and literally two are the only ones I've ever heard of. Yeah. Because everything is just now opening back up where you can actually go see a yeah. movie. That's now, one thing I could never get into. I was never into, like, superheroes and Marvel movies. Oh, and, I was quite surprised that there was movies that, like, the Black Panther. I love the Black Panther. Was that good? See, I never, um, I never saw, saw that one. That, I don't think, like, I would have liked something like that. So as I've kind of gotten a little older, um, I'm kind of getting into more movies like that. And it, I think it is just for me personally mm-hmm. how much, like, technology has come to the forefront oh, yeah. versus how it used to start. Like, what they can oh, do yeah, with cameras yeah. and right. green screens and all that. So for me, like, I, I think that's why I've kind of gotten into them just for the that aspect of it. I was just never into superhero kind of stuff or Marvel movies or comic books or anything like, like that. Well, for my, like, Iron Man's my favorite. Like, I love, I love Iron Man, I too. I love Iron Man. Yeah, huge. Yeah. yeah. And really? See that, well, and here's the thing. And I know where you're coming from, Glenn, about the <laughs> Who's whole... Who's in Iron Man? Robert Downey Jr. Which one was the funny guy? Now, now, now that one I liked. Those movies. Um, funny guy? You mean uh, Paul Rudd? No. Ant-Man? Yeah. No. Damn it. Mark Ruffalo? He always made sarcastic comments and all that all the time. It was like a superhero movie, but... Benedict Cumberbatch as Dr. Strange. No, it wouldn't be that because no. I know you wouldn't have seen no, that. No. Oh, what is the name? I'll have to look it up. But anyway, I was going to add to what you said. Um, what I what I think they're doing with like those kind of movies now is they're actually giving them a good backstory. Right. You know, I just went and seen the new Batman movie last week, and I guess I could say I could be a fan. I think, believe it or not, the guy Robert Pattinson played Batman pretty good. 
and they give better storylines. It's not just all about superhero putting the right. cape on, beating people up. They actually give it a good story, right. almost like a love story. And then, you know, it just kind of, kind of pieces the masses, right? You get the action for the guys, a love story for the girls, and it's a good husband and wife or boyfriend, girlfriend date night. But, um, you know. Okay, I found it. Okay. Deadpool. Oh, oh no, yes. No. Those I liked because those were funny and Reynolds. sarcastic and yeah. all that. Those That's, I liked. No. Yeah. I mean, they're good, but it's the same thing. They're all the same. It's or, all or the he same. His, he gets his arm cut off and he starts playing himself, playing with himself. With, <laughs> yeah. With I don't like arm. stupid comedy. I can't. Yeah. See, I do. That's why I, I can't stand real sarcastic. That, um, That's good. definitely stupid. Kind of comedy yeah. superhero yes. stuff. But that's why I liked it. You know, but I like, you know, prime example when I he was always and, saying sarcastic stuff and all that. Yeah. It, I mean, I liked, I mean, I liked all of it too. I thought it was pretty, pretty good, but, um, but I know what Rachel's saying. Like a lot of these superhero movies now, it's not just about the cape and the running around Gotham. I mean, there's good stories, even though this new Batman movie, I didn't quite get until I went home and then me and my wife spoke about it. I guess in the original series. So, uh, I think Matt I've only Reeves, ever seen one Batman yeah, movie. Uh, Batman started off as a detective <clears throat> for the first few years before he became like a, uh, uh, before he became a superhero. There you go. A and step, so, standalone superhero. I'm thinking I'm going to go see this movie and see all the other Batman movies. See, that's movies. another thing, too. But Why do they always change things from because like you, the original concept? Because Batman you was never a uh, detective well, or nothing. Apparently, he was. Well, what happened is uh, he was originally owned by Detective Comics. And then uh, DC ended up buying him, and they didn't want him to Batman to be a detective anymore. So he right. became a crime fighter superhero. Right, that's but it. His original story was his parents got killed, but he just was rich. in the movies. But he in was just the, rich. But in the Simon West, is it Simon West, the original Batman? You mean Adam West? Adam West. Okay. So in the what in the original series wasn't he like a detective or in the original comics? Well, he was no, like he was, he was just like an rich. Assistant. He was an assistant to the police, really. There you go. Yeah, but they wasn't a detective. He was just rich. But in all the Batman movies we saw, he's like a vigilante. He's kicking ass. That's once he became Batman. But his original backstory was he was just super rich. Right. Well, apparently, like he, like Scott said, you know, it was originally he was like the secondhand man to the. Yeah, he he was a detective. He wanted to protect his identity and protect his face. Right. Bad guys. I guess. And that's what he was in this new movie, and it threw me off because I'm like, why am I not seeing more like fighting? Why am I not seeing more weapons? And he's a regular dude, and just I mean, I did like the car scene, and like I like the '67 Challenger. Robin came from a circus family. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you have to be. Matt Reeves, when I was going to see this movie, one, I didn't realize it was three hours long, but Matt Reeves yeah. said he's also going to put his spin on it, I guess, for the masses that are comic you know, book readers that do read the comic book. And then so, therefore, he turned this movie into that. And I was actually just, I was taken back from the film. I was kind of bored. It was long. It dragged out. I did like the, the very beginning. There's a really cool fight scene at the beginning. Uh, he doesn't use his normal on Batman. You know, the guy's like, who are you? And he's like, I'm vengeance, you know? And I thought that was pretty cool, and he's kicking ass. But then there's the car scene. see, that's not right. Don't tell me the ending. I plan on seeing it tomorrow. Oh, you haven't seen it yet. See, that's not right. Car scene's good, too. That's not right. You always got to have, I'm Batman. I'm Batman. (laughs) Well, here's, speaking of Batman, I thought was kind of cool. I did find out because, is it Marvel or DC? Um, Batman. DC. DC. So the DC universe is just, and so is Marvel. They're all all just blowing up. Yeah, there's movies and yeah. spinoffs and this, and I mean, you, it's so confusing if you're not yeah. paying attention. But I, I like how Marvel kind of goes in a straight line, and all the movies connect each other. But the right. DC movies are only on like eight so far. Yeah, and none of them really match each other. No, they don't. They're all over. Have, They're like uh, their own thing. You have Jared Leto uh, being the Joker in 2016, and obviously his character looks like he's 40. Right. And then you have 
uh, Joaquin Phoenix, who's in his fifties, playing right. Batman or uh, the playing Joker, Joker. in nineteen eighty. Well, obviously that's a that's a, a thir- thirty years earlier. So how is it doesn't make any sense. He can't be the same character. If, if you're in your thirties back in nineteen eighty, how are you still? How are you in your forties in the tw- in the twenty tens? Well, they're going to do that with uh, Lethal Weapon, right? They're going to make Danny Glover like 60 when he's, you know, really 85, 85 in the movies. Yeah. Well, that's well, what I'm talking put, about. I think you're putting too much stock into like somebody's you do. age. A movie is for you to go to be entertained to sure. forget about yeah. life for a couple hours. Yeah, right. but the yeah. thing so you're not is, looking though, at the person, oh, my God, he's really 50 years old and he's trying to play a 20-year. You're not looking at yeah. that. You're looking at losing yourself for right. two hours. Right, yeah, and you do. Yeah, but see, I don't look at it like that. What what throws me off is how they always end up changing the concepts and right. stuff. I don't. That's what throws me off. That's what I don't like. Well, well, I think they're trying to give you the backstory of how it all originally came about. Because when all these movies first come out, you're getting like from 2019, but you so you don't know what happened prior to 2019. So now they're giving you what led up to. It's like. Kind of like the Fast and the Furiouses. Mm-hmm. You know, you well, see that's them, what and they, it's like all of a sudden it's that's like, what well, they say, Tokyo still, Drift is the first one, but you that's number like five or six or right. whatever Well, it that's is. what they say, right. but that's what that's what they say and how they explain it away, but that's what throws me off, just like with all the Star Wars movies. Right. That's what threw me off with all of those. Mm-hmm. And that's like in, a Star Wars fan. And that's like in TV shows you watch. You could get really into a show. Like I've gotten really into some shows like comedy series or whatever the series is, but then they come back another season and they've changed up people that's supposed to be the same person that was in the season before. And I just totally that's lose interest. Watch, that's why I don't I think we've series. talked about this in the past. If I you think, got a person that plays a character for, say you have a show for 10 seasons and you got a one certain person that plays this certain character for seven or eight seasons and then all of a sudden season eight or nine come back and it's a totally different person playing the same person that's yeah. just totally i just lose interest yeah they've done that in movies too i've went and seen films where yeah, it's they like do it they've replaced they do it an actor TV. And... yeah they do it in movies tv shows everything i just don't dig that that's when i lose interest well i think where you got confused with the whole star wars because um you know i'm a huge fan of the star wars franchise but what was so weird about the star wars if you're me to explain to somebody is you know, they did the original three in the seventies. Well, I mean, I get the concept, but right then they then they shot like they run out of ideas, I think, and then they sit around a table like we're doing this, and they say, "Hey, you know what? Let's make one that goes back before this to explain why this is like this." And by, which I get the concept, but mm-hmm. it just throws me off to where I lose interest. Well, and you mentioned you like the Rob Zombie Halloween, right? We spoke of that, and that's what that yeah, it was. was okay till it started going a little south, but... and that was a prequel. You know, that was all. Stuff yeah, those that they throw did me all off. The Halloween the movies throw me off. You right. watch the originals and the first original two or three, and then all of a sudden you watch a new one, and it goes back to where I guess something's supposed to happen before the original one, but they never reference any of that in the original one. So that just I just lose interest. And well, I think that's why you know there are people out there that do like those those prequels. It's kind of like stuff reading and, a book backwards. I don't right, understand. Right, I don't either. <laughs> you know? I've never. I don't like remakes, and I don't like prequels. I'm not a fan, and I've stated this I've never many seen, a times. I have never seen a remake, no matter how many they make, that has ever been as good as the originals. Right. I've never seen a remake that was yeah. at least as good or better than an original. I never have. I don't need to know how he Maybe became. Maybe they exist. Who he became. I don't know, but I've never seen them. Right. I don't need to know how he became who he became. That's the mystique of it. And John Carpenter mentioned that during the original Halloween. You know, there was always that mystique of the killer. And the mask, you know, and then people wanted to go put their hands on it and and give it a backstory. We didn't need a backstory. I mean, it's like the original Exorcist, my favorite scary movie in the world. Yeah, but that's it. 
Yeah. Exorcist 2, Exorcist 3, they all blew chunks. Right. (laughs) Well, and we've spoke of this. I'm a crime guy, right? You're a paranormal guy, but when I'm reading a crime story. Paranormal conspiracy (laughs) crime. But when I... uh, when I when I watch a story like a missing persons case or like uh, um, you know a serial killer, you know, I want to read it from the beginning and fi- I don't want to hear it in the middle and then go back a year from now and have somebody tell me the beginning of his story and then somebody tell me the end of the story. I want to know it from the beginning and that's why I can't understand. If in I've Hollywood. already seen what's happened. I don't care what happened before. before that. Right? I, yeah, that's why I didn't. That like, don't even make any sense to me. I don't even care because I've seen how it ended up. Sure, that's so just why like do with I Star go Wars. Back and that's like I said, why read a book backwards? Well, that's just seen how something ends up. I don't care how it started. Well, that's what was funny about Start the Star with Wars. How it started. I was around at a time when the the remakes came out. You know, did the prequels to Star Wars? They did one, two, and three, and all three of these films was just a build up to Anakin Skywalker becoming Darth Vader. Yeah, and in that third final film, when he finally became Darth Vader, I remember the scene in the moment where it was like he starts breathing for the first time. Everybody in the theater went bananas. I'm like, we knew where it was going. Like we knew he was going to become Darth Vader. Why is this such yeah. a big deal? But I think it was just because. And and I'm I'm right here with you. I don't need. A backstory. I mean, they tell that in the original film. You I've know? done seen how it ends up. Why right. do I care how it started if I've already seen how it ends no, up? Sure. I'm completely opposite. I want the backstory. Really? Yes, I do want the backstory. I want to know why, how this person became this way. What caused them to Well, let me ask this you this way. then, because I know you're of a certain age. You've probably seen a I'm lot of... I'm in my 50s. That's okay. <laughs> you, you've seen a lot Damn, of... Damn, really? <laughs> wow, but, you're old. But you've, you're seen, <laughs> but you've seen a lot of prequels, right? You shut your mouth. Because you said you're a fan, how many of those have you seen, though, and you came out of it going, oh, okay, good, yeah, great. But see, I've never been a person to watch, like, a series of movies. Like, you're big on your Halloween movies. You know, you want to see every single Halloween. Now, I don't want to see how it began, but... But for me, like, that last Halloween where it gives you the backstory of him, that's the one I like the most. Because I got to see what caused him to become the way he was. Mm. All the other ones, I could have cared less about. And that's why I don't watch a series on TV. But the Rob Zombie one showed you that. That's why do I need another one that I've shows never, me that again? I've never yeah. seen that the one. Are well, so I don't think these new ones. Yeah, they are. I don't think the new <laughs> ones were explaining that. These were just, these were 40 years later. Yeah, I don't So know it's just following where the character is now. But the Rob Zombie was the prequels. That was the ones where, you know, he's a kid. He's cutting the rat in the bathroom and, you know, you're, and you really don't under, I mean, I mean, I guess you got to draw to the conclusion that it was the house that he lived in and all the corruption and his mom was a stripper and the dad was, stepdad was kind of a loony, but that, I mean, I've seen houses that are far worse that doesn't create mass, you know, serial killers. Because you it's, know? Your, it's your past that will define your future. Right. So that's why I always want to know a backstory of why, because that Man. is. Is that Satan? That is <laughs> Satan? why they. I watch that door slowly used. close. <laughs> <laughs> So for me, it's no matter what, whether it's a movie, whether it's a real life person. I mean, I always want to know the backstory. But See, once I've seen how it ends up, the backstory bo- just bores me. It does me too. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't need to, uh, I really don't care. See, I feel like I I'm wasting money and time. I think that's why men and women are so different because women think di- differently. Sure. For like you guys, it's like you could care less. You know what the end outcome is. You don't care what happened and why. I mean, if the story hasn't been told yet, I'm all for hearing the beginning, the middle, and the end. I, I'm like you. I don't like the fact that they're making all these movies, and it's like the directors are dropping the ball. And they're going, oh, we really never did make a 
an original well, that's piece. What I, that's what I mean by, but also during that process, they also like change the concept of a lot of stuff. So they do. I, I will have to put a little, I have for you to put out on your page, put that out there. Who likes a backstory to know the end story? Do a poll of that by the people that comment and look at the percentage and see how many male versus females there are on that. Huh? Yeah. We could well, do you read there. books backwards? No, I don't read a book backwards. Why not? It's the same thing. No, it's not the same thing because the beginning of the book, the beginning of the book is going to start you to get you to the end. Right, but you—that's my point. If you've already seen the end, why would you want to go back in into book, the beginning? But in a book, you're not seeing the end until you get to the end. They should make a movie that is a Memento meets Halloween. <laughs> Memento, my third favorite movie. I've never heard of the movie, so I can't comment. There. I think I have heard that movie. Memento? Yes, yeah, the movie filmed backwards. Oh, that would not yeah. be my kind of. The first scene is the last scene. Well, that's like Quentin Tarantino, right? He yeah. does a lot of that. He did yeah. that in some yes. of his early work. Yeah. You yes. know, Pulp Fiction, the beginning is kind of the end, and then the middle right, is like right. the front. And, right. Well, there's a, yeah. there's a show on, um, I think it's Netflix, and it's Something Thieves. Um, then, Yeah, I'm not sure on that. I don't know. But it's an, I'm pretty sure I watched on Netflix, and it's Something Thieves. I can't remember, but it's about like the world coming to an end. Well, come to find out, I watched the last one, not knowing, I think there's three of them in the series, I think there's three in the series, not knowing that the last one wasn't the first, I thought that was the only movie, and then all of a sudden I'm like looking, searching movies, and I see the first one, and it's about a guy that is- Well, like, I bet you lost your mind. I did, because <laughs> like I watched the last one, and then I see the first of the one. woods? No. No? No, but it's about a guy, kid, and he is a- those are tree cutters. Army a, of thieves. Army of thieves. Army but, of thieves. But there's two or three of those. Oh, okay. And Army of Thieves is the last one, but that's the one I watched. Then I started watching, I guess, the first one, not realizing it, and I'm like, well, man, this is pretty similar. It's the same guy. So I start watching it, and then I'm like, well, then I'm pissed because I just watched the last one, and I didn't get the backstory of how he got uh, to where he was at. She so was you, pissed because she was. read the book backwards. I was, because I'm like, I wanted to watch this one to understand you had a better understanding. Did you not know that going in? No, I did not. I was just, me and Dave were at home. We were just like, well, let's find a movie. That one kind of seemed interesting because it popped up. We started watching it. And then, I don't know, a week went by. And I'm like, well, let's see what else is on. And then I seen something else with the same, kind of the same scenario, I guess. I was like, well, that might be kind of interesting. Opening scene, there he is. The little blonde-headed guy. I don't know his name, but the blonde-headed guy. And I'm like, hey, Dave, he was in the one we just watched, you know, last week or whatever. And then, of course, it's, they're together. But this is the beginning. This is the end. I watched the end before I watched the beginning, and then I'm mad because I'm like, now I know why this, this, and this happened, and I never uh, knew that before. So that's why I have to have the backstory. I'm not a fan either of the shows that jump around. Yeah. I lose interest in those. Yeah, I'm the like same Like the way. show Animal Kingdom. Yeah. Started out great. It was an awesome show. The last couple seasons they had, it kept jumping back and forth from past to present. Oh. Past uh, the present. That oh. drove me nuts. Ludwig is who you're thinking of. Ludwig. Yeah. Yeah. Um, see, I'm a big This Is Us last season. Oh, yeah. my love, wife loves that show. I, I can't watch it. It's I too love sad. It. I, I love sad. I can't watch it either. Um, I can't yeah. watch that show. But it does, it. It, yeah, it does the same thing. Yes. Jumps back and forth. But you're getting the backstory to the, to the, to I, the That present. just drives yeah. me crazy. Real fast, switching gears. We do this every week on the program. It's now time for Hollywood News and Notes. You can't touch this. All right. Well, he's coming to the Enterprise Center in St. Louis, Missouri on March 30th, just in a few days. 
Elton John turning 76. Aretha Franklin, who would have been 80 today. Unfortunately, she died in 2018. Sarah Jessica Parker is 58. Danica Patrick is 40. And, of course, we can't go without mentioning uh, Diana Ross is 78. Steven Tyler, 74. Alan Arkin is 88. Jennifer Grey from Dirty Dancing is 62. And, of course, one of our all-time favorites here on the show, Nancy Pelosi is 82 this weekend. And last but not least, it was 39 years ago today that The Great Outsiders, directed by Francis Ford Coppola, was released on this day 39 years ago. So we're going to take one more quick break. We're going to wrap this up, and then we'll be right back. The wait is over. This is Radioactive Real Talk Radio with John and Glenn Goodman. We now return. It's Radioactive Real Talk Radio with Scotty P from Hollyweird, joining us live in studio, also with Rachel Royer. All right, guys, we are back from break. It seems like it took forever, didn't it, Scott? You're like, hey, I'm down here. Oh, hey, Glenn. What's going on? <laughs> I thought maybe you took the night off, too, since the other two did. I'm going to take, take all your stuff. <laughs> take it all. I don't care. <laughs> leave me the Arnold poster. It's pretty cool. All right, I do believe that is our cue. Folks, we're wrapping things up, but quickly, Scott, what do you want to say? Oh, yeah, quickly, I want to announce this, especially for people who are placing uh, Oscar bets. Eight of the categories, I didn't memorize the eight, but eight of the categories, they're going to run those early and then fit those into the uh, broadcast live. But obviously, those seven will already be pre-recorded. So if you're doing betting, make sure you get that done early because you don't want your buddies going on Twitter, find out who those winners are and get an automatic eight uh, eight victory points against you. Because I'm sure uh, those celebrities are not going to keep those uh, predictions uh, to themselves. They're going to run all over Twitter and give everyone the answers. That's good to know because I know you've got your big show coming up this weekend. Exactly. We'll be, we'll be hanging out Sunday. It's going to be exciting. And uh, Glenn, I guess he done rolled out of here. Yep, that was him just texting me now. So uh, he's saying see ya. Hope you guys enjoyed the program. Special thanks to Rachel for joining us live in studio and for Scotty P from Hollyweird, Missouri. And we'll be hearing from you all, all season long about all kinds of great things. What it do, what it do. That's right. I'm John for Glenn, for Scott. For Rachel, have a great weekend, everyone, and we will see you next week. The wait is over. This is Radioactive Real Talk Radio with John and Glenn Goodman.